How you doing, Josh Helmer? How was your weekend? What's up? Good morning, good morning. Uh, weekend was good. How's, how was yours? State champs. State champs, baby. Um, Do you notice the shirt I'm wearing this morning? I don't know if you can see it from there. Move, baby. Coltrane, get out the way. It's my Coltrane t-shirt. Cola and the crew were absolutely, positively... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Nerve-wracking. <laughs> Stress-inducing. Stress-inducing. Championship winning. Oof. It was... I want to tell you something. Listen, I, there's some heavy stuff going on this morning in the sports world, all right? We have the uh, story involving Chris Beard that is breaking as we speak. We're all on the edge of our seats trying to uh, come to grips with whether or not you know, Mike Leach is is truly in a fight for his life, or if it's something that he can, you know, pull through. It's just it's it's scary stuff. It's scary stuff. And you know, you add to it, we've got breaking news involving again what seems to be another reset timeline for the potential move to the SEC. Greg Sankey was in Tulsa on Saturday. I don't know if he ever had a chance to talk to. To Joe C or not, but Sankey being the SEC commissioner. So we've got some if we we've got some pretty heavy stories and some fun ones too, but nothing made my day more than what I got to experience as just a dad this weekend. I don't I mean, as a dad and as a fan, we got up Josh as soon as so Friday and, and two as Somebody who doesn't have any friends to actually have people to hang out with this week, and it was awesome. And we had two Christmas parties this weekend that were an absolute blast that set the tone for the weekend. My wife and I did. Saturday morning, we we went to the send-off, Josh Elmer. We sent the team off on fr- on Saturday morning on their trip to Edmond. And in, in old Washington, we have a bridge that kind of separates the rest of you people from our beautiful town, and they, at the bridge, everyone gets together, led by my man Chris Wilkerson and his incredibly nonstop horn that he's constantly uh, using, which is just jaw-droppingly impressive. But no, no, no. I uh, but I had a good friend in the program, Chris Rainey, say, you know what, I meet the team at the, the roundabout. I just, I've done a thing there the last couple of years, and I thought, really? Roundabout's like... As the crow flies, Josh is right there from my house. I mean, right there, literally. So, girls got up. We jumped in the old uh, Ford Edge and we drove down, parked at the airport. And sure enough, uh, it was me, my neighbor Laura. <laughs> All the cheerleaders were there. So, Gwynny was in heaven and Chris Rainey and myself. It was awesome. He's waving the flag. I had the cowbell going. Woo! And they went in what was one of the more nerve-wracking games I've ever sat. You thought I was a mess on Thursday night during the Raiders-Rams game. I was a mess just completely in one direction that whole game. First off, um, I'm name-dropping like crazy on my friends. But uh, my buddy Jay said I, I kind of just weaseled in next to Jay and his family. Which I'm sure that they – do you know what you know what it's like to watch a game with me? It's misery. It's miserable. 
because I'm constantly hitting on somebody, grabbing someone, asking them what they saw, yelling for penalties. I'm the worst to watch a game with. Josh, the absolute worst whenever it involves one of my teams. At one point, um, and Millwood's a really good team, so this there there is nothing that I'm saying. They're really good team. They are loaded with athletes. Uh, but, it, I mean, there was a few times where they were kind of a mess. They didn't have enough guys on the field. They, one time they got a snap with 12 guys on the field. It was So I'm losing. Ah! Oh, I did learn something this weekend, too, that I had no idea. I didn't know that pass interference in high school football wasn't not an, an automatic, automatic first down. Not automatic. Is this the only level where that's a thing? I Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Do we ever get an explanation as to why? 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 And the, and the only way I found that out was it was fourth down and – uh, Washington threw one into the end zone, and uh, a Millwood defender grabbed his arm, and they finally threw P.N. I'm like, first and goal. And the next thing I know is I look down, the field goal kicker's coming out. You're like, oh, well. And it will not <laughs> be knew? first and goal. I guess, uh, I guess not. But I sit next to Jay and enjoying the game and taking it all in and just watching two gut-wrenching fourth-down conversions. Nate Roberts with a game-winning touchdown catch in the back of the end zone where he did a little, a little tiptoe. It was the magnification of a game of inches Saturday in Edmond, Josh. Two fourth downs that were, oh, oh, so by an inch, by an inch. And then Nate Roberts in the back of the end zone tiptoeing by an inch. For the first time since 1996, the party is on in the town of Washington. Let's go. So, yeah, it was a good weekend. I um, you know, I, whenever I was a little kid, going back, my dad took me to a Roxanna Shell. That's a town that was our rivals, but that's where he went to school. He took me to a Roxanna playoff game, and I had, to me, that was just a, I'm like, wow, they're in the playoffs. That's so absolutely unbelievable. Look at this, and um, I hope my girl, because I don't get to take him and go into a game very often, so I hope they enjoyed it. While we were celebrating a state championship, Josh, Willie C., my son, was in Philadelphia for the Army-Navy game. Enjoying a thriller. Yeah. And he's, I don't even know if he knew what was going on in the game. But he sent me a picture of him and Jocko. He met Jocko. I'm like, was he just standing there? He's like, no, he had a group of people around him. And then I, did you even know who he is? He's like, yeah, yeah, I know who Jocko is. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a good football day. Football, football, football. Watched a little bit of the Arkansas. Oh, actually, I was listening to a little Arkansas and OU, and then went home and tried to catch some of the extended highlights. Toby's so good. Kevin Henry's so good. Great crowd too. Had to be okay. Uh, and of course, I got to spend a majority of my Friday in Tulsa. So it was, dude. You want to talk about the the? I almost, you know, everyone dreads Mondays. I kind of do every now and then. I get a case of the Sunday scaries, but. Man, I was just – I don't know if I can top that weekend. You know, we're heading to, if I'm ranking 1 to 52, you know, with kind of the way OU Texas went this year, might be uh, – that might be right up there. I mean, that was pretty fun. And to see the – back to the state championship, to see like the true emotion of it, knowing that my high school football career uh, never resulted in it even a win, um, but to see to see that – and knowing those moments that were made for a lifetime on Saturday was really, really cool, man. And by the way, Millwood got some dudes. Got 
some dudes. They bro. normally do, both oh. football and basketball. Oh my gosh. That they uh Cole ran the ball 33 times. They had the ball for 9 minutes of the fourth quarter. Washington did. Like there was a point with about 6 minutes to go. You're like, "Well, if they don't get this, you know, they got timeouts and get the ball back." And then you started to realize, "Oh no, they're they're finishing this. Like this is the drive to end of the game right here." Um but it was good, man. It was a fun weekend. Was, did you have high school hoops this weekend or anything? I did, yeah. I caught a couple of Joe Lawson tournament championship games on Saturday. Well, broadcast games Thursday through Saturday. Right. But uh, saw the Norman Tiger girls win. Nice. And let's see. And then Putnam City North took care of Dell City on in the boys' championship side. Both games were terrific. Good. Well, good. Look at us. We're talking sports. So let's um, let's cleanse the palate and get to the bad. Because I, literally I could sit here and talk about my Saturday and Washington winning the state championship all day long. In fact, we'll get Coach Beller on a little bit later on this week. Oh, one more thing. By the way, I mentioned, uh, I, w- I mentioned how Jay Clary and his family was probably tired of my craziness. There was... Uh, there's a guy sitting in front of me that I probably hit on the shoulder about five or six times during the game, and Josh, I don't know who he is. But what we, were you asking about? I just celebration. Like, What's that? Did you see that? What's going on? What's it? Look, 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 look. I'm the worst. I am the worst person to watch a game with. Ask Robbie DeRossin, man. He'll tell you. He's like, he's the worst. Um, but I told Jay, <laughs> I told Jay before the game, I'm like, when they went back to punt, like the first time. That Millwood went back to punt. I'm like, oh, this will – we'll get great. This, I mean, no offense, Millwood doesn't put a lot in the kicking game, special teams-wise, from a – I don't even think they have an extra point guy. Uh, and their their punter, I'd watched a couple high. I'm like, oh, they're going to get great field position. Like three of his punts pinned Washington inside the five-yard line. Surprise. Yeah, so literally, literally in, in Jay's way, he's like, no surprise here. You just don't know sports. So we were uh, – some people would agree with that right now. But, yeah, it was fun, man. It was a great weekend. Oh, one other note. Um, that facility, that facility that they've got at UCO, wow. Well done, peeps. They've added an upper deck on the visitor side, so there's more seating. There is, like, um, there's a waterfall behind one of the end zones now that kind of it's almost like a scenic route that you feel like you can take yourself through as the water rolls. Kind of like they had in KC, right, where they had the fountains out in center field. Now it's in Anaheim for the Angels. has like that um, landscaping in center field. They've done a nice job. I didn't realize how massive that campus was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's big time. Confession time, too. And uh, see, I've been in Oklahoma since 93. So in, what, 30 years in Oklahoma? First time I'd ever been on that campus. I'd never been on the UCO campus before. And what an experience. Right. Now, someone had pointed out that there were some state semifinal games that we did on Cox a while back whenever I uh, mentioned it to a friend. But I'm sorry. Anything that happened pre-2006, it's like it doesn't even exist. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, I don't I don't remember that. I don't that. remember that. I have no idea about that. All right, let's get to it. Um, it's Plank Show right here on The Ref. We'll cleanse the palate. Let's hit the heavy stuff when we get back, all right? Let's have the not fun conversations about what's going on with Chris Beard this morning and try to identify exactly what we do and don't know 
about Mike Leach. Would love to hear from you guys today on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Yes, we've been living that portal life. So at 405-651-3439, hit us up with what you saw, what you learned, what you thought, what caught your eye this weekend. We've got what I don't think we saw any more additions to the portal for Oklahoma. Somehow, somehow magically, my in-studio list was not updated, people. Yeah, I didn't see anybody. There's 800 copies of it, but nobody's updating it. Oh, Braden Willis got the invite to the Senior Bowl. Told you to be patient about that. I don't. I would assume he's still going to play in the bowl game, though. But we'll we'll wait and see on that. He had made it kind of clear that he had planned on it. But the last three names I had in the portal for Oklahoma: Darby, Trayvon West, and Cedric Roberts. I don't know if we've seen anything more since. Oh, Jackson. Sorry. People will freak out if you don't put Jackson Sumlin on here. Forgot about that. But it seemed like it was a really good weekend on campus recruiting-wise for Oklahoma, too. A lot of guys were, uh, I want to say, making their initial official visit as commits, which probably tells you something about the job that the Miguel Chavises and the Brent Venables have made on guys. And Bill Biedenboe, in that matter, one of them was the center the impact that they've made on kids in that their first official visit is long after they had been committed to the program. So, and someone might tell me in the Cruton world, oh, that's a that's a normal thing. I hadn't heard of that very often. But really, really interesting weekend in the portal. You're starting to see a few guys commit places. But again, I won't lie to you, very few. I figured by the point by the time we came in on Monday, December twelfth, it is the twelfth, right, Josh? Today is the twelfth. It is. Okay. I figured we'd have quite a few more decisions being made on where guys were going to play their uh, college football. I'm shocked that it's been such a small, minuscule number so far. I mean, what what is the latest as far as guys that have even com- committed to places? I mean, the number. According to the on three transfer portal traf, uh, tracker, is one thousand one hundred and seventy nine names have entered the portal, and only five percent have committed to new homes. Now the number of withdrawals has grown; um, it's up to one point two percent. But I'm I'm a little bit surprised. A little bit surprised we haven't seen more noise on those going places as we have. I mean, it's just quiet on that front right now. I know Oklahoma had some guys in, but still nothing, nothing on it. And hopefully that changes quickly. Jordan Miller, defensive lineman that was at Miami, ended up committing to SMU yesterday. Oregon's Sean Dollar is very impressive running back who was just a a, a four-star guy according to his – what's what's it called when they have all the rating? Aggregate rating, is that what they say? Composite. Composite, thank you. He's on his way to Nevada. So a few guys committed over the weekend. But, yeah, not, nothing on the Sooner side of things, but we'll see if that changes. All right, when we come back, let, let's get into the bad. All right, let, let, let's focus on the mess this morning with one Chris Beard and tell you what we know right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Which way you want to go here with the bad? You want to talk uh, Chris Beard or you want to get into the latest we know on Mike Leach? Let's hit the breaking news of the morning. Okay. Uh, according, well, there's it's no longer reports. Chris Beard's in jail. Uh, the Texas men's basketball coach was arrested early Monday morning 
and charged with assault on a family-slash-household member. Austin police reported to a disturbance hotshot. Now, gosh, this is where I need my my police friends. A disturbance hotshot. I don't think I've ever heard that. No. Thankfully so, probably, right? At uh, 12.15 a.m., according to the Travis County Sheriff's Office, the charge includes impede breath circulation, which, I mean, a lot of different ways you could do that, but choking someone, kneeing them in the in the neck, whatever way you had them down, and wh- whatever. I mean, it's just, it's, it's not good. Beard has three daughters from a previous marriage. It's not known if that plays into a, into this at all. I mean, again, I'm just in my mind. I think of scenarios like if my daughter w- was in trouble, then I probably would not be afraid to put my hands on someone else. But this says a family member, so we don't. Right now, we don't know what that entails. So I'm just. I'm trying. Everyone's always looking for a gotcha moment with people in media. Now, I'm just trying to kind of parse through this and make sure we understand uh, what's going on with it, which right now is is absolutely not not much. Right? Texas is scheduled to face Rice tonight in the Moody Center. Uh, Texas, as a university, issued a statement. "Quote: The university is aware of the situation regarding Chris Beard." We are continuing to gather information and monitoring the legal process. So I don't know what to I don't know what to make of what's next, except that now we'll kind of wait until the police reports start trickling out. I would imagine with a high profile case like this at some point, Josh, the Travis County Sheriff's Office will have a press conference or we'll get more information and you know, it's just again, I, I Captain Obvious moment. Not good. Not good. Um, for Chris Beard, for Texas, for anybody involved right now in college basketball. Specifically him and his family. I hope everything's okay, but obviously it looks like it's not. Allegedly strangling a person at home. Oh. Felony domestic violence, according to the ESPN report. Okay, I hadn't seen that yet. See, now, but here's what CBS Sports describes it as a felony third-degree assault charge of a family or household member, which... The distinction between the two is significant. Right. The wording there is not just, oh, it's domestic violence. It, okay. Well, it may or may not be. Question. Where's where's my attorney friends on this? Because is, um, where would that just go? You had it with the, with the family way that it was put. Okay. Felony third degree assault of a family slash household member. Is that the Texas way of describing domestic assault? Right, because that's vague enough to where okay, is is he putting his hands on a woman or I don't know or a man I don't know, and I'm not saying one way or the other. It's just when you're domestic violence, that means he put his hands on a woman. Is what is, and I could be way off, but I'm just giving it to you how I understand it, and I think a lot of people feel the way that I do whenever they hear those terms. So I don't know if that's just the Texas law way and the police reporting way of it or not, but who knows. There you go. Um, basic Oklahoma terms, domestic assault or abuse by strangulation. Okay. There you go. Thank you. So domestic assault just being the assault happened at home? 
I would assume so. Yeah. Whether, hmm. uh, regardless of who the assault was on, which family member? Exactly. Don't know. But when it says on a family member, you know, that's again, that's ex wife, you know, ex wife's husband. I mean, that's family member. Mm hmm. I don't, I don't know. I mean, my mind, I don't know Chris Beard. I've interviewed him a couple of times and have thoroughly enjoyed talking to him. Thoroughly enjoyed it. He seems like a pretty laid-back guy, but, yeah, it's – um. This seems like hmm. the prototypical this is going to end with fired with cause. Probably so, right? I that's, mean, you're talking about a third-degree felony assault charge. Right, and, and that's the thing that immediately – to me, okay, well, is this just natural whenever this type of situation occurs that this is the charge that comes with it? Or, you know, there has to be something more there to where it's like, oh, boy, look at these marks or look at this. This is a felony. Yeah, and whatever the situation may be, you know, whichever family member it is, you just can't be somebody in a leadership position Oh yeah, in this type of situation. Rodney Terry is expected to take the reins for tonight's game. A suspension is imminent, but Nick Moyle writes, Chris Beard can't continue on as UT's coach after this. Just can't. Now, again, if – okay, Russ, that's actually pretty fun. Would a dog be considered a member of the family? Yes, 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 it would. Very much so. My dogs are treated better than I am, so. Though the the charge, I don't think, would have been. Right, exactly, as deep as it was. Well, it would have been, like, animal abuse Right, thank something. you, thank you. I appreciate it, yeah. I appreciate you, you, you clarifying there for me, because I would have stumbled and stammered all over that the rest of the day. Well put, Russ. But it's also, I mean, I think if there is anything I hope that we've learned in life is – that we just won't judge right away. I know that this isn't the case, and it says felony, so that's a pretty, pretty big deal, and I'm not excusing anything, but, man, we we put NASCAR um, on the bottom of the barrel based on a controversy that ended up just being a mistake by a garage member. Yeah. You know, it's just and, – and, again, I, like I said, I, I don't know. Did this involve someone who had touched his daughter, and so in that case – he suddenly lose. I don't. I don't know. I'm just saying. If you're like, he's got to go. He's got to get out of here. I'm like, okay, let's. That's like the last thing. Let's see what happened here. And you might be right in the end. But holy smokes, people! If uh, if the third degree felony assault charge by sticks, then yes, probably you're. I, not even probably. You're getting terminated with cause. But yeah, we we. Let the legal process play out here. Gather more information, which that's what's the that's what no doubt the University of Texas is in mm-hmm. the process of doing, or has been in the process of doing since early this morning. So we'll we'll monitor this and see how it plays out. But as it stands right now in our magical sports bubble, Josh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Just based on what's out there at nine thirty one on this Monday morning. I don't see how this man can continue as the head basketball coach at Texas. It doesn't seem very likely. And all of this is wild from the standpoint that you have this incident with Texas as good as Texas has been to start this season. So 
for the Longhorns from a basketball perspective, what does this mean for them the rest of the year? Right. Don't know. Not not the most important thing. Obviously, understand that. But I mean, this is somebody in Texas that looked like playing a Final Four contender. You're right. I mean, they they were the number one team in the country. And I, and like I said, like I said, Josh, the farthest thing from what's important right now. But we we say that, and then you also realize there is how many guys are on a college basketball roster, right? 20, 22, whatever that number is, 18 to 22, an entire staff, um, a program, a university. I mean, there is a lot of repercussions here. There's a lot of shrapnel in an unfortunate situation like this. Oh, oh, oh one more thing, please, because I don't ever want it to be this way. You know, I have one wish on my deathbed. When I'm passing, I want it to be known. Josh, you understand this, so I'm counting on you to carry it out. When somebody says something stupid, like Colin Coward or Emmanuel Acho, who's now reached that level, and the whole point is to get a reaction out of you, I want zero replies to that stupid tweet. Just none. I just want it to be Oklahoma fans like, okay, shut up. Right? Just 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 once. This isn't a time for any jokes about Chris Beard or Texas athletics. None. Leave that to at John two, four, six, five, seven, one, three, nine on Twitter. Who doesn't have an avatar? Don't, don't be that guy. And if you have already, there's still plenty of time to take it down. Yeah. No, I, I even saw a Texas tech fan this morning that said, Nope, Nope. You, you talk trash. on." I think it was tech Tina's kid. I think it was Colton. You talk trash on Chris Beard and my feed, you're out. Uh, and I loved it. So. Mm. Yeah, it's just, without all the details, tough to say much more than if the thing sticks, then probably he's getting fired with mm. cause. Mm-hmm. As it stands right now, let's see how it plays out. It just, I don't know. I mean, it's a situation like this transpires. You, you have to wonder if alcohol – you know, was involved, he kind of thought, um, my thought goes to that place, right? Mm-hmm. And Oh, abs- that's the first place mine went. Hope that, you know, if that's the case and if these charges are what they are, then hopefully Chris Beard gets help, right? Yep. And, uh, you know, there's somebody at the University of Texas that, believe it or not, if he needed a resource, Steve Sarkeesian would be a good good person to ask about, you know, how do I get my life back in order? For now, though, we'll wait. And we'll see how this plays out. But, again, breaking news this morning, Chris Beard is in a, um, what is it, Travis County Jail as we speak. And we'll see how things pan out for the head basketball coach for now of the Texas Longhorns. Is that an update or is that the same thing? Austin Police Spokesman Brandon Jones says it alleged that Beard strangled a person at a home in Terrytown. Officers responded to a 911 disturbance urgence uh, disturbance urgent call at 2:07 a.m. Interesting. Quick break. When we come back, uh, let's hit the other kind of downer. Yeah, we know we we got a lot of other things to hit today. Transfer portal picking up. What's the latest on Sean McCullough and if he's coming to Oklahoma? Uh, what's the latest on another potential report of an early exit for Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC? I mean, we hit that in the open, right? Greg Sankey was at the OU Arkansas game this weekend. 
But we'll see what we can learn on that. I'm talking to Brett McMurphy today on Big 12 Radio. So we'll see if we can't get him a little bit earlier. I know a person, Josh, and Christy McMurphy, his sister. Maybe she can help make this possible to get here early. Should be able to help streamline the interview, huh? Uh, and Theo Wees, by the way, becomes, I think, of the Oklahoma guys in the portal, first the first one to find a home, and that's Missouri. So good on him. You know, They have a number one, and their other receivers did what a handful of the other receiver Oklahoma, receivers at Oklahoma did, which was jump in the portal. But Theo Wees on his way to Missouri. But what's the latest? I got a little update on Mike Leach I'll share with you next. Um, he's fighting. He's fighting. It's not good. It's a plank show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, dude, congrats on your uh, Chiefs win yesterday. That was pretty fun. I love that. I thought that game was going to be a blowout, had turned it off, and then we were – oh, you know, I forgot the best thing for me this weekend outside of Cole Scott and the Washington – Cole carried the ball 33 times, dude. It's championship times. time. Best player's got to be – Major Kentrell throwing be the dude. A, dropping a little dime to Nate Roberts in the end zone to Cole win the train, game. Baby. The Nathan Rainey and – Hayden Milner, Dom. You know, I could really nerd out and talk about what they did with their edge rushers near the end of that game, but I'll save that for when Coach Beller joins us later in the week. My daughter did her first barrel race on Sunday in over a year, so it was cool. It was really good. She was all fired up. She actually wanted me to – I wore my cowboy boots yesterday, Josh. Kind of looked like I belonged there a little yeah, bit, right? Yeah, got to. Cowboy boots on. I was going to wear my cowboy hat, but I thought that might be a little bit much. <laughs> yeah. I thought that might have been overdoing it. But no, so I Plank family had a great weekend. Now, unfortunately, it's not a fun morning to talk about some of the news of the sports world. Uh, world. We're continuing uh, We're continuing to find out the latest on Chris Beard. Um, I, I probably, like many of you, I'm just sitting here refreshing Twitter uh, and, and passing along anything that we see. So you don't have to sit there and play on your phone while you're driving we got you. We got you. We're just refreshing like crazy right here with you. But the story, the other story that has really kind of caught everyone's eye this morning is what went from, oh, man, Mike Leach had a had a health emergency this morning, and they're transporting him to the, to the hospital. That then became, after a couple of hours, Josh, bro, pray for Mike Leach. I mean – that literally went from maybe like going 30 where you're like, Ugh, okay, well, medical episode, doctors got there, looks like he's okay, to suddenly Robbie Falk, who covers Mississippi State for the 24-7 Sports Network and the Starkville Daily, tweeting out, Mike Leach needs a miracle, continue to play. So I was – I think like many of you, it went from 0 to 100 pretty quick. Here's here's something we know. Uh, Steve Robertson, who runs, I believe, the 24-7 site, said that he was told that Leach was successfully airlifted to Jackson on an Airbus helicopter. There was a delay in getting airborne because there was weather, but they were able to find a window and got him down there safely. From what he was told, yesterday, the uh, next few hours were critical. Coach Leach has a long road ahead of him. The situation is very serious. Um, quote, this is not some fire drill or something that just involves a cough. 
Coach needs your prayers, and he needs them right here, right now. Mm. When you see multiple reports that it's critical condition, your eyebrows are obviously seriously, seriously raised. So, um, just to, and, I, and I don't know, I won't mention the ESPN.com writer, but we had reached out to him to get a little, hey, you know, he covers Texas football. He's been around it forever. Even though Leach is at Mississippi State, he's got great ties to Texas. Um, he talked to Sonny Dykes and Hal Mummy. They told me, told this writer that Leach had been really sick this year a few weeks ago, and they thought he might retire. But one of the ESPN guys saw him at the Iron Bowl and said he was fine, and they were going to be good next year, and he was going to be back. Weird Mike Leach was at the Iron Bowl, but, hey, you had a week off. He played that game on Thursday night. Let's go. Um, in fact, this unnamed source said he'd actually written half of a legacy piece assuming that Mike Leach was going to retire. And, again, that's that's not me throwing S off the wall to see if it sticks. I mean, I'm, I don't care about being first. I just want to get you guys the latest information and hope that Mike Leach is, is able to able to pull through this. So, just thought, and you're seeing, you, you just pulled up the search on Twitter, right? Mark Stoops, Deion Sanders, Dana Holgerson, Reese Davis, um, you, you name it, BV, right? Shane Beamer. I mean, every single coach, Gary Patterson, is uh, sending out T's and P's for Mike Leach. Josh Heupel, Brian Kelly. Um, I almost said Brandon Walker, like he's a coach. <laughs> but B. Walker, man, I love Brandon Walker. You guys know that. Mac Brown, Booger McFarland. It's um, it's it's a scary situation because, I mean, who was the was it Randy Walker, the head coach at Northwestern? I mean, that happened almost you know fifteen years ago. You don't hear about coaches getting sick like this while they're still on the job. It just they either battle through it and they're fine on the end, or you know they might have to retire. Like I say, Urban Meyer, but I know it becomes a joke about his health issues. But yeah, this is. This went from a Sid Salter report early in the day that said Mississippi State coach Mike Leach had a personal health issue at home, and they transferred him by ambulance to the Mississippi Mississippi Medical Center in Jackson. That's how the day started. Like, oh man, thoughts for Mike Leach. Then all of a sudden, boom! It's critical condition. He needs your prayers. So again, much like the Chris Beard situation, obviously this is much different, a uh, much heavier topic. But we are. We are trying to do everything in in our power to lift up Mike Leach and hopefully find a way to get some good news on him before we get out of here. All right, 947. We'll continue to update this throughout the day. There is, you know, as, as we sit here at 947, there's really no new update on Chris Beard. Texas hasn't fired him, but it doesn't seem like this is going to end well as he was arrested this morning. we got details on that throughout the day. Obviously praying for the health and safety of Mike Leach. And when we come back, there is a third major story that's a little bit more fun to talk about that we'll get to next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right. Our – oh, hey, I actually – updated our sponsor sheet you'd be so proud of me i don't know if it's my job or not but in the little booklet over there yeah yeah i mean this 
Schedule's never in there, but I got you guys on the sponsor sheet. <sighs> Thank goodness. So by updating, what what did Hold you on. do? I mean, we have like new, um, we have new reads and everything. Did you type them out yourself? So I typed them out. Yeah, I'm gonna print you off a copy so you could have it in there. No look, kidding. Yeah, look at me. I mean, I listen. Maybe it's the old chops kicking in. Maybe it's the old PD in me. But yeah, we definitely. I mean, we do need to get that done. <laughs> it is. It is done. You'll have it in there with you coming up in moments. And I want to remind every. Oh, hold on. Wrong printer. Luann, get ready. Um, I want to remind everyone that we are all I, listen, it's Toby and TJ's thing, but we're all taking part in the bowl mania this season and excited to do so. In fact, I was I take this very seriously, Josh, because last year there was a point I even screenshotted it. I found it in my old photos. We're heading into like the first weekend. I was in first place. I was rolling. But the Bull Pick'em, which is brought to you um, this year by the Falls at Brookhaven, simply search for the Unhitch the Wagon group, and the password is Sooners with a capital S. That way we don't have to hear the 8,000th Air Comfort Solutions text read asking for the password. Hey, what's the password? Um, quick look at the Air Comfort Solutions text line, which is always is the best way to get in touch with the show at 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Again, there is, there is a lot here this morning. And everyone, I appreciate. We're all being smart about things. For Nine, the most part. For the most part, yeah. Um, family members assaulting one another. It's domestic assault or abuse. Oh, see, I learned something today. Um. Beard can can get, beard can get fired and still be a rich man, writes the nine one eight. Oh yeah, until he gets sued by the person who he choked out allegedly. Big old civil suit will cost him a chunk of change. No sweat for the Texas strangler. He's very well off. Wait, what? We're giving him the nickname already? Stop it. Um, Jim in Arlington. Here lately, every time I heard Mike Leach's nasty cough and throat clearing. I wondered what was up, but no one said much other than joking about the cough. Oh, I mean, we had that press conference that he couldn't even get through, and we're just kind of cracking up because it's the Mike Leach way that he's just gonna he's gonna power through it, gonna power through it. And yeah, it was um, it's unfortunate. Uh, let's see here. Reports out today that the Sooners may move to the SEC in 2024. Yeah, Chico, we're getting there. We're getting there. We we got a lot on our plate this morning. Listen, I, I want to spend three hours talking about the Washington Warriors. Unfortunately, there's some other things that have impeded superseded my wants for the show here today. But I just, again, this isn't a shot at the report um, at all. But I, just, I don't feel like there's anything truly new in there. I'm going to talk to Brett McMurphy today. But maybe he can say, listen, I, I talk about this. I cover it every single day. I talk to sources every single day. And, you know, in what I'm hearing and the buzz that's talking to, uh, coming out of the people that I talk to, Oklahoma-ish every single day, Texas-ish every single day, uh, this seems to be a little bit more fast-tracked than we could imagine. That's the only thing I can come up with. But I, we're going to get to kick off next hour. We're not going down that road. Um, KC still has Fountains rights, Becky. 
Just not as cool as they were before the renovation. Becky in Northwest Arkansas? Is that right? NWA? Or are you part of the National Wrestling Alliance and woo, Ric Flair is coming to take his five-time, well, he's like 15-time world champion now. You need to clarify for me, Becky. I must have. I must know. I'm guessing Northwest Arkansas. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go ahead and guess, too. And uh, Gunny writes, how can we get more Tulsa days for next year? It's uh, a good question. The people are thrilled. I had, I had a good time. We uh, we were a big stop by and say hi spot. For We, we were a big walk in, hey, how's it going? All right, see you later spot for the for the tour. Was it just because it was very, very busy at Tally's? They were hopping. They really were. They gave us a room, and we had you know we had a handful of people at tables enjoying. We and it's a one way conversation, unfortunately, because we didn't have the speaker. But you know we had some friends swing by. But yeah, it was um, it was really fun, man. I and you know what I kicked myself for, Josh. I didn't even eat. I got there like so early, and then I was like, wait a minute, what, what do I do? And then I started talking to people. The next thing you know, I'm like, oh, we gotta, I gotta get out of here. Bye. But yeah, I uh. I love Tulsa Day. It's one of my favorite days of the calendar. I, here's one way. Um, have a few more businesses jump up and say, come on. Oh, we got a break. When we come back, Jason in Tulsa writes, thanks for coming to Tulsa. Enjoyed hanging out with you. When is the early signing period day, December 21st? We'll talk more about that and the potential early exit to the Big 12, from the SEC. Wait, from the Big 12 to the SEC next. <laughs> 